0: hey friends i'm michael kingswood it's story time and it's been a while since i've been on here on this channel doing stuff um well, a lot of stuff going on the last few months uh the big thing was biggest thing was uh me and uh my corporate masters did one of these a uh, couple months back uh i had been planning to uh, depart the corporate domain in favor of focusing on, on this and writing and uh, making a go of, you know, writing career as a thing. Um, But some events happened that uh, made, (laughs) made the necessity for me to leave. um, Not just inevitable, but uh, immediately required um earlier than i had planned so i spent the last few months uh well, a couple of months getting my new schedule worked out getting a plan for going ahead and also um, getting a couple projects going to kickstart me going down the road one of them which i didn't mention here on this channel because i was focused other areas was a crowdfunding thing for a uh, a uh, short story compilation that I did, uh, which was successful, made a, a de- small but decent amount of money off of it, and now I'll be putting that uh, compilation out here within the next month so all those, to all the uh, people who have supported and also to the world at large, so that's good. I've also been focusing on uh, putting my head down and writing a lot. Um, so that's part of the reason why I haven't been uh, doing this video stuff and the podcast stuff, uh, so much the last few months as well leading up to that um, before I left corporate there was um, and corporate left me it was a mutual hatred kind of situation um, but before that happened I was basically working two jobs because on the one hand I was doing the corporate job and the other hand I was uh, doing crowd uh, ride share driving to pay off stuff in preparation for getting stuff done, and I was writing and Doing all this other stuff, and obviously the writing and the videos and podcast stuff kind of fell by the wayside as I was making all the uh, preps to get done. Well, so now the corporate things out of the way, and uh, we're moving on to really make this you know, writing and you know content creation thing an actual, <laughs> real, uh, professional thing, which on the side it always which on the past it had always been a side thing that was cool, that I told people about and that we worked at and put a fair amount of time into. But since income wasn't really dependent on it, wasn't my primary focus now, um, <laughs> like it is. I mean, I'm I have my Navy pension and via disability, so that covers a good chunk of my monthly expenses. And I do the rideshare thing to uh, make up the gap. But, in terms of you know professional things moving forward to generate real actual you know uh, wealth for the kids and the family and everything else and good and good good income as opposed to just getting by income it's, it's sitting by on writing now if I wasn't in California <laughs> that, that would be its only different uh Circumstance altogether, right? Because uh, between my Navy pension and VA disability, if I was in a sane state, I, all I would have to do is wouldn't have to do the right share thing Just write for you and be great. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we are where we are until the kids are grown. Um, so that's why I've been uh, absent from this channel for a while. Um, moving forward, I intend to uh, do a lot more uh, content, not just like I had been doing reading and or presenting other people reading my stories, but also, um, more like an actual vlog and putting content out about what's going on day to day. Maybe not, maybe not every day. I haven't got an exact schedule figured out yet, but, uh, more insights into my philosophy of writing and storytelling and also, um, not necessarily current events and politics because you get enough of that stuff from everywhere. And that I'm not sure how beneficial that would be for me in terms of, you know, generating an audience for my writing and fiction, which is really what I'm going for here. So we're talking more along the realms of fiction and whether that be movies or media or whatever that I come across, that I think is cool or thoughts that I'm having while I'm writing, or, and and particularly because of an accountability thing, updates on how my writing projects are going. So that's the plan going forward. Um, So hopefully you'll bear with me on that as I get my new schedule squared squared away and uh, get into the new rhythm of things going into the new year. Um, Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, That said, over the weekend... Uh, a few things, well, no, one thing happened. Um, I The new Matrix movie came out in the last week. Um, and I had been dreading it because, interesting thing about me and the Matrix, right? So in 1999, I was on my first submarine out in Pearl Harbor. And I was <laughs> doing the first time submarine junior officer tour thing we'll head down working on qualifications, all that sort of stuff. And so, yeah, you know, obviously had some time to go and, you know, out in town and, you know, hook up with the local hashers or meet girls and or just hang out. But not a whole lot, right? Um so I had seen all those the the trailers on T V and other places for the Matrix and there's all the the cool the, the agent's dodging bullets. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then, What is the Matrix? And I saw all the posters up. What is the Matrix? And I was like, I don't know. What's the Matrix? I don't care. Why should I care? It had no impact on me at all, all this advertising for this movie. I was like, oh, it looks kind of neat, but what the hell is it about? I don't care. You're not interesting me at all. And one of the other guys on the submarine was told me the basic spiel, oh, you, people are making into batteries. And I'm like, that sounds weird. But then, <laughs> I found out, or I either found out or surmised, but I uh, I learned somehow or other that the 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 the, lo- the long duration trailer for the new Star Wars movie, The Phantom Menace, uh, was going to be shown <laughs> at the showings of The Matrix. And you got to remember, this is '99, where I had cable modem access, but most people were on dial-up, and you couldn't just go get movie trailers on the web at that point in time and it's like oh and yeah i always grew up loving star wars and loving star trek but um i heard a new star wars movie was coming out and at the time i was like oh this gonna be awesome and the only reason i went and saw the matrix was for the trailer for the phantom menace at the beginning (laughs) no lie that's that's the entire reason i went to see it um and I'll be honest, at the beginning, uh, I came out of the movie theater and I was like, oh, it was kind of a cool movie. But it didn't. Re- Some people say that they came out of The Matrix and they're like, oh, I totally, you know, was, blew me away It was the most crazy thing ever. But, man, not for me. I came out and I was like, oh, it was all right. That's kind of cool. I remember feeling a little disappointed because at the end, I was like, it felt to me like there was this great big buildup of, okay, Neo's going through his growth thing and he's figuring out he's a guy and then he's like oh yes i'm the one and then he's gonna fly off in the sunset and it's like wait, wait there's nothing more it, it you know and so it didn't really didn't really hit me across the head and like this is the awesomest thing ever like some people did um it wasn't until a couple of years later that uh I was going to shore duty, and I bought my first ever DVD player. It was a six-disc DVD changer. And I bought the, which actually got stolen as I moved from Hawaii back to the mainland. Another amusing story. Um, I'll tell about it later. But uh, but I bought the disc, the the DVD, and I got me a you know, nice new HD HD TV and a progressive scan DVD player, which at the time was the bomb. And uh, I watched it again. I was like, man, that is a really good flick. And uh, I, you know, I was on short duty now, so I had more time. So I starting, started, you know, in college, I was into the Tai Chi and some other stuff. And back as a kid, I was in, ta- in Taekwondo. And, and short duty, I got back into the Tai Chi, and I started also tar- doing Chaman uh, Kenpo Karate and uh, Wushu Kung Fu. And uh, as I was learning all this sort of thing, I was watching The Matrix, and I was like, dude, I see a lot of the moves, and I'm used learning there, and this is cool, and I was really psyched when the uh, sequels came out, and uh, when the sequels came out, it's like, man, Reloaded came out, and a lot of people talk about how they really didn't like The Matrix sequels, and um, I'll tell you, I really liked Reloaded a lot. Um, it was, there were some things about it that were off-putting to me, but um I really liked the expanded entry into the the Matrix world, and I, I actually thought the twist with the architect was awesome. Because because at the time I was like, for a while there I was like, right, surely the machines could have seen this coming or something. And then the architect shows up and it's like, oh yes, it's the mind twist that I was hoping to see, and not hoping to see, but it's like that's a mind twist. It's not like I was looking for that particular mind twist, but it was the type of mind twist that worked for me. And I was like, oh man, that's great. <laughs> and um, I thought the Merovingian was awesome. I thought all the entire sequence of getting the key master or the key maker and you know, all that sort of thing was cool. And the highway chase, I was like, oh man, that's great. The parts of Reloaded that didn't work for me were frankly the parts in Zion. And that's why Revolutions didn't work for me at all because it was pretty much all in zylon the, the things that appealed to me about the matrix were inside the matrix not in the real world and um so in retrospect in future you know i obviously bought all the discs for the, all those movies and um going back to it uh, revolutions has grown on me over the years and, and and it was never like a oh man i hate that that was the worst thing ever it was like man that's a little disappointing it I wish that they had done more. Like, I thought the Merovingian was a cool character. I mean, he was a douchebag, obviously, but but the, the whole setup with him was this cool dynamic, this sort of outlaw guy working working around the seams, you know, got his crew. He's pompous, but he's also competent, and he's, you know, making his whole tr- his black market trade, and then he's in the, the revolutions for like two minutes, and then what the hell is the point of that guy, right? disappointing and um the same thing with a lot of stuff um if i had been writing uh revolutions and reloaded i would have done it differently but <laughs> but obviously but i'm not the writer for that uh so that's where i'm coming from the matrix right it was not something that immediately uh you know resonated and struck with me as like you know holy smokes but something i grew to love. And then, uh, you know, liked the sequels, the first sequel more than the second. Um, You know, I actually really liked the Animatrix, too. I thought that was very cool. Uh, I never played the video game. I kind of regret not doing that, because apparently, from what I understand it, there's a whole lot more scenes, um, live-action scenes with Ghost and uh, Niobe and some of the other uh, crew members uh, that didn't make it into Reloaded and revel I think it's primarily Reloaded. That uh, add a whole lot to that storyline that if you don't play, didn't play the video game, you, you missed it. And that, that's what I heard. I haven't played the game, so I kind of may regret not seeing that. Um, because I thought the whole thing was cool. So anyway, that long way of saying, when they announced they were making this new Matrix movie, I had a sinking feeling, right? It was the old uh, son of a bitch. Hollywood, why? Hollywood, why? No, it doesn't need to be anything else. And it, with the day and age being what it is, it's like, oh God, they're going to screw They're going to go do some kind of modern political woke thing and you know, do what they did to Luke Skywalker or make him into a douchebag. And so Neo is going to become some pansy and they're going to ruin it somehow um or it's just going to be a shameless stupid rehashing money grab thing and it's going to suck and so i wasn't planning to see it um uh, just because i i wasn't that interested um so, well, i was still following all the reviewers you know the i folks that i l- like to to watch on youtube like geeks and gamers and the critical drinker and nerd erotic and some other guys like that um and sure enough right geeks and gamers came out and said oh it's horrible and here's why they they changed morpheus and they changed smith and they changed uh, these other things and it's just a money grab don't go see it and then uh, i saw part of a stream that he and the critical drinker and the fielders got on and they were just bashing it left and right i was like Okay, well, it sounds horrible. But at the same time, it's a series that I have some affection for. And for whatever reason, whatever reason, I said, screw it. Um, this is New Year's, the day after Christmas, rather. I was like, you know, the kids were back with Mom, and there's me and my new puppy. <laughs> That's the other reason why I've been slacking on the uh, uh, video thing, is I got me a new puppy. Well, I didn't get me a new puppy, It's actually a gift from the ex-wife, if you can believe it. Um, Cute little uh, Malinois pup. Uh, So I'm training her. You know, so when you get a puppy, it's like having a kid. And you're, you know, she can't stand to be (laughs) out of my sight. So it's one of those things where I was like, hey, get out of here, kid. I'm trying to write. Or get out of here, kid. I'm trying to do. Oh, you got to go out for a walk. All right, let's go. Um, So that's been interesting. (laughs) But she's a lot of fun. Uh, she got a bit of an attitude about her, and I made a little meme <laughs> displaying how that attitude works. It's kind of fun, and I'll show it here. Um, so anyway, um, but that's only in the last couple weeks. Uh, but the... Where was I? Oh, yeah, so I wasn't going to go to the theater because I had the puppy, and uh, the kids were back with, with their mom, and so, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's me and the puppy. Well, it's oh, well, I find out that the new Matrix movie is on HBO Max, which I have a subscription to because I, uh, I really like a lot of those old HBO series and they really released Babylon 5 and the remastered Better Special Effects Edition on there and a few other reasons. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to sit down and watch it. Despite what all the uh, critics that I approve that I tend to respect their opinion of said. And... I gotta say, I'm not on the same page with uh, uh, these guys whose uh, opinions I like the Nerdrotic Guys and Gamers, and the Credo Ranker just today. This is now Tuesday. He put out a uh, video uh, lambasting the entire thing, and I find myself not, uh, not in agreement. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm um, by I, I no means this saying this film's in any way up to the level of the first Matrix, or even the second or third. Uh, there's major issues. And as far as movies go, it's not a great movie. Um, but I don't think as as much as an abortion as these guys are saying. Uh, uh, a forum that I'm on online... Uh, uh, Community that I'm a member of asked me for my thoughts on it when I announced that I was going to go see it because most of the people on there were not going to go see the thing, and uh, I said a bunch of, I, I said about some of my thoughts on there, but yeah, limited in characters and in, and uh, how you can, uh, uh, in how you can express yourself there, and it really takes a lot more. Uh, to get through my thoughts than I could go on there. So I decided to make this video and frankly, I needed to uh, restart this channel as part of my new uh, new effort anyway. So here we are with Two Bridgepoint Stones. Now we're almost 20 minutes into it. We're finally getting to the point of this video and podcast. Uh, I apologize for that, but it is what it is. So this new Matrix movie. Again, not saying is a great movie. Not say, not even saying it's a good movie. I'm saying it's not the utter abortion that these other people are saying. Um, my biggest fear going into it was it would be some you know, cringe, you know, 2021 political woke douchebaggery insertion thing, and it wasn't any of that. Um, so by that standard alone, it was like oh, above my expectations. Uh, right, so. I guess the best way to talk through it is to talk through the plot, which means talk spoilers. And if you guys didn't want to see it, it doesn't matter to you. If you um, were planning to see it, I guess either plug your ears or turn off now. Um, Basic premise of the plot is that, yeah, in revolutions, Neo and Trinity both die, but here somehow the, the uh, machines grab their bodies and, it requires a big I believe button push which is one of the big issues I have with this is the plot is very contrived because they somehow they grab their bodies and they reconstructed them and brought them back to life resurrected them exactly the way they were kind of, sort of but never mind the fact that when somebody's long dead you can't just bring them back to life and you can't construct a new body and then have the same person in it. Right? That's not, that's not the way human beings work. I mean... For one thing, the soul's gone on to be with, you know, be with God or not. Or even if you don't want to look at it that way, you know, the spark of, if you're, you know, to whatever spark there is in a person, if you just construct a new body, it's not going to be the same thing. Right. So I guess the machines would have had to have somehow gotten to, neo and trinity before they were fully branded or something i mean they had neo so they could do it immediately but trinity somehow big i believe button push but just just go with it so they get they decided to preserve them back to life because uh in the aftermath of the revolutions thing uh, they had the treaty set up and humans that want to leave can leave and apparently programs and robots that want to leave can leave because in this movie you there's machines and programs who have left and come to live with the humans which is actually kind of which i thought was kind of cool um <clears throat> but that causes problem uh, power problems with the power plants because apparently they can't think of any other means of power production but that's a matrix as a whole issue that it, the the entire physics of what they're doing here with this human power plant thing it doesn't work at all right especially since (laughs) Morpheus had combined with a form of fusion. Well, if you have a form of fusion, that's all you need. You don't need to make humans into batteries. But anyway, never mind. Um, But again, going with it. So you had to push a big I believe button for the first Matrix, too. So this the second Matrix. Anyway, so for a while, the peace treaty held. But then, uh, power production problems, internal fighting with most machines, a new machine uh, faction rises up who's more hardline, and they uh, they take over. Uh, Morpheus has been running Zion. He doesn't recognize that the new faction is coming up. Zion gets whacked by note, but Niobe and this, a bunch of other people manage to escape and found a new city they, they called Io. Um, which is more bet, more better hidden and they're developing it with the help of other machines in there uh, to make it uh, actually a better place. Um, and now the story, basically the war has started up again. Um, entirely plausible, right? I mean, it's... Um, you know, no peace lasts forever in that sort of circumstance. Um, meanwhile, continuing on with the premise of the plot... Um, they've reconst- They've rebooted the Matrix, and the uh, the new guy who's put in charge because for whatever reason they they fired the the architect. This guy, uh, the analyst, he figured out that the architect's pro- the problem with the architect's problem. The uh, the recurring anomaly could be gotten around with, but be gotten around. But if they focused in on Neo and Trinity, and for whatever reason, the two of them and their their love story, and you know the male-female dichotomy of human beings. Uh, for whatever reason, if they focused in on them, the vast majority, you know, the the, the human population would just be sheep, and they wouldn't even think about uh, um, leaving. Because if they kept North, Neo and Neo and Trinity close enough together, but never to, that they want, they knew each other and wanted each other, but could never be enough. That tension be enough to keep people. From uh, from rebelling again, I believe, button, but that's the premise, right? So what they did is they put the they recost- the rec- reconstructed Neo and Trinity bodies in these tags and they insert them into back into the matrix, but they've recoded their their digital persona so they don't look the same. Um, and they also managed to somehow reincorporate reincor- Agent Smith and uh, save him from deletion when they took over. Um, and they recognized that his bond with Neo was beneficial for keeping Neo in line, so they re-tweaked him. They erased all their memories, put new memories in, and they retweaked tweaked uh, so, so Trinity ends up being this girl, Tricia... Uh, sorry, Tiffany, who is married to Chad. Of course, he's married to Chad. And then Neo... Is Thomas Anderson, who's the computer programmer who made the computer game The Matrix. And so the whole Matrix series, the Trilogy, is the computer games. And Agent Smith, since he got this bond with Neo, is Neo's business partner, but he doesn't know. So the, the, that his memory is erased, so he thinks he's really a business partner. Um, And then off we go. Right? So a lot of I believe buttons need to be pushed for this none of them are that unreasonable to push. Especially when you're dealing with the I believe buttons that need to be pushed for the entire concept of the Matrix to begin with. With the whole human battery thing and all that other stuff. Uh And the eternal clouding of the sun and, and sentient computer programs at all. Um, I'm... I don't buy into the notion of the uh, the IT singularity. I don't buy into the notion of real AI, as in sentient life form style AI. All the guys who are promoting that—they're all futurists, and futurists are all charlatans, and they vastly overestimate, underestimate rather, how complicated true intelligence and sentience actually is. And leaving aside. The spiritual aspect of it, right? The human beings, we're, we're born, we're we're we are not merely physical creatures, right? We we have a soul, we have a connection to God, and uh the spiritual side of life in this multidimensional universe we live in. Machines, unless God Himself comes and puts a soul into that machine, it's not going to be anything more than a number crunching computer man that's that's my view on it you know somebody who's a strict materialist person will say you know bs kingswood you're you're an ignorant schlub and you know certainly could be and man, i guess <laughs> i guess we'll see as future um progresses but i i'm willing to put money down on the fact that there will never be an actual sentient AI style thing um, it's because it's true sentience is more than the sum of the parts and we're not you you could completely build a fake human brain and you still wouldn't get it right um, everybody who thinks that they're right on the verge of doing it they're full of it Anyway, so a lot of I believe buttons to push even with the original nature's concept. So that in itself is not a game is not a uh is not a deal breaker for me. I had trouble when the movie first started though. So when you're you go in, you're you going to the same hotel. In the first matrix, and the same damn thing, people are the cops are going in and all this time. They're in you know full, full you know, post 911 tactical gear as opposed to in 1999, you know, pistols and you know, when cops were cops and not soldiers. Um, but just, same damn thing, they're going to the room, and there's Trinity in the hands up, and there's the lieutenant. Except he's this time he's not a lieutenant, he's something, like like a sergeant. Another yeah, slacker sergeant too, frankly. The the lieutenant in the first uh, film was more impressive to me, and he's going in and he's like, oh, oh, the girl, we got the girl. He's they're bringing him down. No, oh, lieutenant, your men are already dead. Same same damn thing, except this time, you got the the new and improved agents from uh Reloaded, and you also got this agent guy you never seen before, cool looking black dude, bald head, glasses. Well. Like, oh, who's this dude and uh trying, trying to find out that uh and then you know anyway, i'm gonna hem myself but and as i'm watching this whole thing i'm like son of a bitch they're just gonna redo pull up they're gonna pull up uh force awakens here they're just gonna beat by beat by beat by beat and they're just gonna remake the, it's gonna be a soulless regurgitation and then all of a sudden there's these two characters well a character and her virtual reality uh, operator dude watching the scenes and it's like huh okay so this isn't rehappening. it's somebody watching the, in the discussion it gets to f- realize that things are not proceeding the way they thought this was supposed to and, the, and supposed to happen and how are they re-watching this already because this already happened and oh wait they're in some kind of modal loop Was a separate program what's going on with this and it put it it hit the same beats as the beginning of the first matrix movie but it twisted it enough from the outsider perspective and these questions of what in the hell is going on here i was like okay i get it you're hitting the same beats and calling back to the first one but i can deal right um and then it turns out the uh, the new the the cool looking black agent with the bald head who we never seen before he's been he he hauls the the captain girl out and the girl has been watching and you, she you think she he's supposed to kill her but he's he's not because he's been puzzled over what the hell's going on too and it turns out that uh, and he says I'm Morpheus. And, so you're Morpheus, what the hell? And, and they extract him from the Matrix. You know, how can I extract an agent? It's weird. And then, then it immediately goes to Neo. Neo's typing away on this thing. He's got a Matrix display up. And he's like, what, what the hell just happened? I just lost something. And he realized that that agent dude was a guy that he had programmed. He put in this modal thing. It was a thing that he had designed to, to work on creating characters for his game. And building them up, and he put this guy in this separate, separate little instance. They kept on repeating to just develop them. and all of a sudden, this guy's gone. He's like, "What the frick is going on?" And all of a sudden, then then suddenly, this new Morpheus guy—that makes sense. And that's that's something that I the that uh, the geeks, geeks and gamers, and even the critical drinker, the, that glorious lush of a man that he is, and hey, look, I got bourbon to go with him because i can do that too the um that glorious scottish lush that he is he missed it, it maybe i don't know if these guys were had pre-programmed themselves to just want, want to hate this or not um again i'm not saying this is a great movie i'm saying i don't hate it but yeah, you know, the drinker in particular today is like oh for some reason morpheus is a new guy and he's in asia for some reason well yeah, for some reason, but it's a reason that's explained in the movie, because cause Neo created him and put him in this thing to see what would happen as he developed, and then fed him data, and he put in the node that the modal th- unit that Neo put him in had Thomas Anderson's apartment from the Matrix in it, and so this dude's going around, and... He keeps butting his head up against the wall of all these things, and he can't go anymore. And he's going through the same loop, and eventually he's like, "What the frick's going on? I got to find this Thomas Anderson guy." I mean, it makes sense if you pay attention to the movie and you think it through a little bit. Um, and you know, uh, geeks and gamers, he was all pissed off that it wasn't um, that the new mate, uh, Morpheus wasn't. Uh, the same actor as the last guy and that Agent Smith is not the same actor. Well, there's there's in-movie reasons why that makes sense. The new the, Mor- the new Morpheus guy makes sense because it's a character that Neo created. The, the, the Thomas Anderson, the, the computer programmer, who thinks he's Neo, but he doesn't know he's Neo. He created him in this thing. So it makes sense that he's not the same guy. And also, let's be honest, um Lawrence Fishburne is not in <laughs> the kind of fighting trim that Keanu Reeves is. right? It, it probably wouldn't work. And um, <clears throat> for Agent Smith, there's an in-movie in reason for that too. And we already talked about it. They realized he had the bond with Neo. They wanted to use that bond to keep Neo in check for this new version of The Matrix. And so... They stuck him in there, but they changed him. They erased his memories, changed his appearance so that he wouldn't know who he was and Neo wouldn't know who he was. So he has to look different, right? Um, so the whole setup, it works, right? So oh, and after this, we get to Neo. And that's where it starts going off the rails a little bit because for the next little while, it gets a little bit meta. It gets a lot meta. And a lot of people complain about that and it is kind of dumb, um. But, uh, and and Tim Pool t- touched on this in a discussion he had on it, um, and I agree with him. I was thinking this when I watched the movie. I was like, man, Wachowski did not want to make this movie. I, I mean, I've never met Wachowski, but I guarantee you that. did did not want to meet this movie. Um, It flat out says it when, you know, Thomas Anderson, Neo, gets called up to his boss, who's Smith, but we don't know it yet. And he's like, our parent company, Warner Brothers, is forcing us to remake the Matrix games. And Neo's like, what the fuck? And and he's like, yeah, well, you know, they said they'd do it without us if we didn't go along, so we're going it. Back to the Matrix, baby. Poo. And, um, I have. I have no proof of this, <laughs> but I I would be willing to bet that the, the Warner Brothers guys went to Wachowski and said, "We're you, everybody else is rebooting their movies and making a shit ton of money from it. We're going to do the same thing in The Matrix. You're on board or you're not." And Wachowski was like, "Okay." And Warner Brothers probably never looked at the script, never looked at any of this because the next twenty minutes they're just poking fun at the super meta, poking fun at. Uh, not poking fun, like insulting the development process because you have this round table discussions with this marketing slut and all this other jackasses. And and some of this, I'm sure, is what Wachowski's gone through with uh, over the years. Some snob talking about, I think the Matrix represents this, this, this. when Wachowski's like, dude, I told you what it represented. It's none of those things. And it's also just a movie that I thought would be fun. And... It's like going to English, you know, in high school English class. And you have an English teacher, I'm like, Shakespeare really meant to talk about this. And he's a metaphor for this political thing that I think of now. It's like, seriously, dude. Shakespeare was a guy trying to put seats in the butts in the seats in this theater in the 16th century. He doesn't, he was going for entertainment, guys. Um, so that kind of pompous, so, so that, this whole montage of, you Neo know, sitting through these jackastic marketing meetings like, oh shoot me now. And then going to his uh going to his therapist. And it, I gotta say I gotta think this Wolkowski saying, Screw you the uh studio, you made me do this. <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong. Um So so the new so the new crew tries to find neo and and eventually finds him trying to give him a red pill and that goes horribly wrong and then the new smith comes in it gets revealed and eventually he pops out he's in the pot again and then he, then and this is and then he meets the crew again and this like like the critical drinker said earlier today he meets the crew again and he goes to zion again he does all these things again and and i agree it's it doesn't work um it could have worked could have worked quite well um the matrix part i was thinking about this last night the the reason the first matrix movie part of the reason the first matrix movies worked because it was very tight right you had neo you had the crew you had agent smith and that was like the entire cast yeah I mean, you know, a couple of couple of, couple of extras right but really it was neo morpheus trinity agent smith and um was uh, cypher and the rest of the crew um tank dozer and switch and whatever the yeah, his name was right um and then mouse um real tight right and it's just in the just in the ship they're doing their thing that is grit. and this one they try to do too much um they get me neo out again which okay i mean given the pre- set up for the premise you got to do that uh but then they go back they go to zion oh really it's io and then you meet niobe who's the the new the general and the mayor and then you gotta see how they're growing strawberries and you gotta see how all these various machines are hanging up. and then you gotta go up oh what well, we're gonna we we escaping but neo we love you but we're putting you in jail uh because the captain's a douchebag she shouldn't have got you out and then we're gonna jailbreak and go out and we're in uh try to find out what's going on with trinity oh but then we're getting hauled back there and then we're realizing after another machine comes out and talks to us oh we really gotta go get trinity so then we're all going up to get trinity and there's this convoluted mess of too much crap going on it doesn't work um it doesn't work at all um, what they needed to do was strip it down to the core of the story the core story is this, right? Uh, They get Neo out, Trinity's still in there. Um, They got to get her out because then, you know, A, the love story, it's good, but also, the way the new Matrix is set up, it needs both of them involved uh, to work. So you got to get both of them out to have any hope of circumventing the new Matrix. Um, So that makes sense. But, way too much crap going on would have been better to stay on the ship and have maybe have you know transmissions back from the town saying hey captain what the hell are you doing get the pal back here and then they talk amongst the crew no we have to keep on pushing on and without you don't need to see the general you don't need to see the six other captains you don't need to see all the you don't need to see, go, spend 10 minutes going through the violab where they show them growing fall, f- growing strawberries with with machines helping them. All you have to do is sit down at lunch and say, hey, look, we have strawberries now. And me, like, really? Not that, that crappy paste I used to drink? No, no, we got all this stuff because of the movie. You just met those two. When they got me Neo out, there's two machines that they have on the ship who helped to get him out. And they he meets them. He's like, what the frick? And they meet them He's like, oh, cool. And they asked, what's going on with this? And they said very clearly, not all want to rule, just like not all want to serve. You know, the machines that didn't want to rule humans left, and the humans that didn't want to be ruled left, but the humans that were happy being slaves stayed in the matrix. You know, that was the original plan. That was the, that was the treaty that eventually got broken, right? So that makes sense. It could have been done a lot better um other things that people have complained about with this movie uh and there's some legit complaints um i've already addressed some of the complaints uh there's a lot of flashbacks to the just brief flashes to scenes from the original matrix movies and from reloaded um i remember geeks and gamers having a big issue with this like yeah, they have to use scenes where there's one to prop up the, the the new one. It's like, well, that's not really what's going on. Right? Because every time these flashbacks happen, uh, remember, we, we start off we're in the uh, new captain's dog's, her point of view, and then we shift to Neo. And it's only his point of view for the next while. Right? And Neo's in this weird state where he's, he is Neo. He's the one. But they've erased his memory, reprogrammed his mind, reprogrammed his past, so he was this guy who created this Matrix thing. It, it's a huge, you know, exercise in gaslighting, right? Yes, you know about the Matrix. You, you, can't, you can't completely erase that knowledge, but what you know about the Matrix isn't real. The Matrix is a video game, and it's just gaslighting for the, for the last 20 years of his life. And um but you can't completely suppress that suppress that because if you push the "I believe" button of him having been resurrected or you know saved from death or what whatever whatever you want to say, he's got those memories. He lived all that stuff, right? Um, there's going to be you can't completely suppress that there's going to be flashbacks. So as he's going through, the movie does a very good job of as he's the next you know in parallel with the stupid marketing bs um that he had to go through there's him questioning am i crazy or what because he will like he sees trinity at the coffee shop and he flashes to her from back in the matrix or he and it flashes to the scene for just a few seconds or just little flashes from previous movies as he sees things that would be like his memories that have been suppressed coming back up because this entire portion of the movie is in his point of view and the only way to show that the memories coming back is to flash it up on the screen for us because we're it's a movie in a text in a book you could write oh suddenly you flashed you remembered this and blah 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 and like, where the hell did that memory come from? But that's in the movie. You got to show it, right? So, so, so I don't think the criticism that some have put about them using previous scenes from the movie is from the from the previous movie is good because it, what it does is it shows him the struggle he's going through, in like not feeling feeling like he's going crazy and questioning the world around him what the hell's going on and uh, I think it does really well other things that uh, does really well with that is at one point he, he gets he gets his prescription from uh, the analyst his uh, shrink and he's going to take his pill which is of course a blue pill and it flashes to the side mirror of him and you see that the face in that side mirror is not Keanu Reeves face it's some other face and then he's, he's sitting down for coffee with Trinity and he looks down and he sees her, her reflection in the glass of the table between them and the reflection of the woman in the glass that he's seen that he's talking to right now with coffee is she's not a, a black haired woman she, she's blonde in the reflection but she's Trinity when he looks at her these little pretty bits of Things that are grad that hinting that things are not what he thinks they are and not what she thinks they are, too. Um, at one point later on, when uh, after Smith's revealed, and we know that what's going on, Smith looks in a shattered mirror and the new Smith and looks nothing like the old one. He looks in the shattered mirror and you see the image of the old Smith because. What they, what they've explained in the movie is that uh, the, the 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 new coders they went and changed their digital self image so that they think they look the way they look, but everybody else sees them differently. So, which is kind of cool. Um, so that so, so that works using the. The uh, scenes from the previous movie, in that sense, works. What doesn't work is some of the other stuff they did uh, drawing in from the previous movies. Like they brought the Merovingian back. But they made him into a hobo. And they made all his crew into a bunch of douchebag... What in the frick? And, of course, the Merovingian, he's, instead of doing anything useful, he's talking about, we used to have creativity, we used to have originality, and now we're just this carbon copy replicated, uh, you know, going for a cheap, the cheap uh, profit regurgitation of old stuff crap uh, rant. I'm like, okay, dude, you're right, and that's what this movie is, <laughs> but, but you have be less on the nose. And uh, And, again... Trying to be way too meta. Uh, and then... The other issue I had with it... Uh, it goes back to what I was talking about before. Was they're trying to cram too much crap into it. Because in the end, when they go do the quest to get in Trinity... Uh, Seti, the the, the girl whom Neo met in the uh, the train station... At the beginning of Revolutions... Uh, she's the one who helps them. Because her dad, who he met first met at the Merovingians' uh, dining room and then later in the train station, uh, he had unwittingly, unwittingly uh, contributed to the design of the facility that was used to bring Trinity and Neo back from, from the edge of death and uh, re-enslave them, and he couldn't... Uh, forgive himself for that and he you know, rebelled and then the uh, powers that be killed him and Satie was like oh I'm going to get back and she made friends with Niobe somehow and they've been conversing and she swoops down into the middle of a meeting where where's when Niobe is getting ready to you know browbeat uh, the new captain and court martial her and send her off and who knows what the hell she's going to do with Neo and then, then Satie shows up and is like oh wait 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 Niobe we really need help, and I know how to do it. And here's my big plan. And it's like, what is a deus ex machina thing? And it's like, dude, it's an extra bit of complication. What they could have done, what they should have done, um, was integrate her earlier. right? The um, the big baddie, the analyst, <laughs> is actually um, Doogie Hauser, who is... Uh, Neo's uh, shrink. Um, which makes sense. If you're trying to keep him under control, you would, you know, b- makes perfect sense. And, you know, Doogie Hauser, <laughs> uh, he, he does a good job with it. Um, but what you, what you could have done with the settee girl is uh, you could have had her be like his assistant or something. And uh, so have her in the picture. And maybe she doesn't doesn't fully know what happened with her dad or doesn't fully know the whole plan and finds out as Neo's breaking away, finds out somehow. And then she decides to double cross her boss and she comes to Neo. Then you don't need Niobe. Then you don't need the the IO thing, right? You can keep it on the ship. Neo and Sati, maybe she, yeah, Sati set up as like the, uh, the, the, set up as the internist who's uh a, the trainee underneath uh his her his shrink or his secretary or something and so they already knew each other right and then when he breaks out and he tries to come back in uh she can intercept him and say hey there's all this other stuff going on and i can help and you can cut out all that extraneous bullcrap and make much more lean script, But they didn't do that, because you know, they were doing whatever. Um, but that would make it a whole lot better. Um, it th- so she sets up this whole plan. They go in, they go to get Trinity, uh, and then it becomes this hot mess where um, it basically becomes a fast zombie you know, running gun through the city streets inside the Matrix with every... Uh, a couple of concepts of a couple of cool concepts of uh within the Matrix have evolved uh since the, the last movie. Like, they uh, the, the rebels they don't just have to go out down through the telephone now, they can come in through mirrors, they can do mobile mobile entrances, all this sort of thing. Um, and yes, there's agents, but they can also do little swarm bot things where where the bad guys can turn on a bunch of uh, bots around you and swarm you with people which is okay that makes sense but at the end when they uh, get not, get uh trinity out and they're trying to get to an escape portal the entire city's come after them it's just like this brain dead fast zombie thing Was like oh god just kill me now horrible way way to do it um that's bad but then they get to the end and this is what well, other people had problems with and that i was dreading because the dread was oh this is gonna be this woke fest neo's gonna be turned into a some useless douchebag and then he's gonna cast aside and then Trinity's gonna be the one because you have to you know in modern age you can't have the man be worthwhile you have to cast him aside and make him the worthest so the woman can be better um and so i was kind of like as i'm watching this i was like oh are they're gonna screw neo at the end aren't they but but they didn't all through this movie neo is trying to reclaim his old self and he's gradually getting his matrix mojo back um they had the fight scene that you have to have the fight scene with morpheus and i was like we have that fight scene with Morpheus. Totally repetitive, and you know, okay, it's (laughs) people complain about that, and well, should they should because uh, Jesus, could we find a different way to do it? Um, At the same time, it worked um, to get him starting back on his mojo, and then the analysts uh, taunting with uh, uh, threatening Trinity helps get him back on his mojo again. But he's not fully back to his old self yet. He's been struggling the whole movie to get back into the thing. And so he's able to block bullets and he's able to do some good Kung Fu stuff, but not the way he used to. And he um, can't go to do a Superman thing. He can't do, can't do the dive into Agent Smith and destroy him thing, which is, I tell you, the, the single thing that pissed me off most about Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions was why in the living hell... Is, made, is Neo bothering with kung fu, right? At the end of the Matrix One, he he sees all the code. He goes in and destroys Agent Smith without even trying. He goes in, whacks him. But then, then reloaded, he's doing all this kung fu. Okay, he's beating all these guys easily. But why are you even bothering with that? You have access to the code. Just to delete them. I know that wouldn't make. Uh, just I think I just hit the microphone. Hopefully it's not too bad, but I, I wouldn't make an entertaining movie. I get it. But at the same time, it's annoying. Oh, but they don't have that excuse here because he hasn't figured all that stuff out yet. He can't even remember how to do Superman thing. Um, in fact, at one point they're like, Hey dude, can you fly? Cause otherwise we're screwed. And he's like, ah, not going to happen. And then they start running. Um, but you see it coming, right? They get to the top of the building and, uh, and uh, Trinity standing up and looking at the, looking the sun's rise, like it's so beautiful. I'm like, oh, okay, great. This is when she becomes the one, and Neo becomes worthless. Uh, well, that's not what happens. They jump off the building together. They both start to fall, but then Trinity figures out, oh, she, she can fly. Okay, and then they fly away, right? And they finally, and they come back and they whoop the Alice butt. and it's like, oh well, Trinity's the one now. Well, no, they're the one together. Because when you the final scene they're both flying away on their own power. She's not carrying him and he's not carrying her. They're going together. It's a unified pair. And that makes sense because if, uh, if you deal with the premise of the movie, the premise that has been set out, um, for whatever reason, the the powers that be governing the Matrix determined they needed the two of them together, paired together, but never together, you know, longing for each other but not together to make the Matrix work. Which means that whatever anomaly Neo had, they must have somehow encoded into her. Whether whether they intended to or not, but they put them on equal, They put them in the new matrix on equal standing, so they're they're both, you know, pairs together, and equal footing. Which means if Neo is the one, she's got to be the one too. Anything Neo can do, she can do, and vice versa. So, given the premise of the movie. The premise of the plot, which I grant you, I said before, you gotta do a whole lot of I Believes on it. You gotta do a whole lot of, you know, look aside a whole lot of douchebaggery. But given the premise that was set out, it works. Um. Yeah, so, and they go off and they're gonna remake The Matrix. Okay, sorry. Boom. Just like at the beginning of the first one just like at the end of the first one, except that now there's two of them. just have one. Um, uh, Tim Poop uh, touched on an interesting, uh, uh, he noticed an interesting thing. He's like, hey, look at that there. This is actually a very uh, traditional conservative kind of message. You know, the man and woman, they need each other, they need to work together. You know, you can't just have the strong independent woman. You can't, you know, have the man too and, they complement each other at work, together, and I hadn't thought about that until I saw his discussion of it, but he's right, right? Um, yin, and, yin and yang working together. Um, looking at it from that perspective, it's not a bad thing. That said, um, there were a lot of issues with how this was put together. And I've already touched on, touched on a bunch of them. It's way too cluttered, way too much meta- Trying to be meta, uh, try to do way too much. If they had just tightened it down to just the new ship and just the new crew, and Neo, and Trinity, and the new Smith, the Morpheus, it probably could have worked. Um, as it is, it's, yeah, uh, I, I, it's not an abortion of a movie. It's, meh, meh, meh. It's a man that could have been really good kind of movie. Think, I think on uh, one post I put on a scale from Aliens to Birdemic. I don't know if you've seen Birdemic, but <laughs> it's so horrible it's good. But um, Aliens, you know being or or put in a different way, from a scale of, of uh, Big Trouble in Little China to Birdemic. Yeah. A lot of people don't like trouble in Little China. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever. But anyway, from sublime awesome to horrific, it's kind of in the middle. It's *Jurassic Park* two, maybe *Jurassic Park* three. You know, *Jurassic Park* two, I liked *Jurassic Park* two, but uh, I don't recognize there's issues with it. *Jurassic Park* three, I didn't. Man, I it was okay, enjoyable, but I didn't like it. I didn't think it was good. Um I would say this is somewhere between Jurassic Park 2 and Jurassic Park 3 in terms of uh, end result. N- not a good movie. Certainly not a great movie. It's one of those movies where as I'm watching it I'm like oh, you're so close but you didn't get there. I'm not sure if that makes any sense. In the end I'm not not, not disagreeing with The Drinker or Geeks Gamers about the fact that it's you know, not really a good movie. Um, I'm disagreeing in their um, characterization that it was horrific. It's not. I agree. There's for no there's no reason to make it. It probably shouldn't have been made because you know, the, the original trin- the trilogy was fine as it was. Just leave it at that. But... I can't bring myself to hate it. I look at it and there's a lot of stuff in it that I liked. There's a lot of stuff in it that I was like, dude, why is this hair? But the core of the, the core of the story, if you accept the underlying premise, if you push, I believe on it, the core of the story works. They just cluttered it down with too much crap. And that's my take anyway. Uh, I Holy cow. have <laughs> been going for an hour here. Uh, Probably nobody is going to uh, listen to this or watch this all the way through. And, you know, if not, well, cool. Uh, But I felt it needed to be said. I'm not sure if this made sense, but uh, it's one man's perspective. I'll be back with more as time goes on. Uh, In the meantime, I am going to uh, continue with the uh, reading of my stories thing. I'll probably do that on Saturday is do a story Saturday. I'm half... jeez, need to finish up the Glimmer Veil 2 and then I'll get to the short stories. I got a bunch of them to read. So, uh, yeah. We'll be doing that for certain. And I'll be coming back here with some uh, commentary on other matters as, uh, as we go. Um, yeah. So, if you agree with me, cool. If you don't, also cool. I hope you'll understand where I'm coming from. By all means, let me know what you think. There's comment blocks, or you can go by my website, michaelkingswood.com and uh, uh, send me an email from there. I'll put up an accompanying blog post on this to contain comments if anybody wants to comment there. As always, you can sign up for the newsletter at michaelkingswood.com and you'll get the uh, infrequent updates on uh when i have new releases coming out though the, the infrequent releases the infrequent updates will be more frequent in the near future since i am now devoting a lot a whole lot more time towards the writing side of life and um if you really like what i'm doing you can become a member on com too but let's not push things too far too fast uh you can find all my books uh any of the uh various e-tailers out there but ssnstorytelling.com is my uh is the business where um we directly publish my books and i get more money and more importantly more control over the process if you come there instead of going through amazon or the other places um in the end that's uh, what i prefer but up to you uh anyway tune back in a few more days we'll get back to uh continuing with the, the stories that we uh the, the outdweller which we uh paused as i was off figuring out my, my new situation and uh have more stories as we continue on thanks for tuning in uh please like subscribe share with all your friends and uh we'll talk to you next time until then don't do anything i wouldn't do Thanks for listening to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. For information on my books, visit MichaelKingswood.com or visit my web store at SSNstorytelling.com. My books are all available through all the various e-tailers, but buying direct from me nuts me the most profit. For information on new releases and other special deals in the future, sign up for my newsletter on my website. Storytime with Michael Kingswood is Copyright of Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music is copyright Gene Paul Zogby licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved.